and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. I'm curious, do you want to know how to achieve lasting positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list and you will receive an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. You can get it completely for free when you sign up to our email list at katherineplano.com. And as a valued subscriber, you are also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers, where we will have members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP and discount tickets to all events. Only available for people on our email list, we offer bonus content with more advanced tips that are exclusive just for our email subscribers. There is an amazing stuff available for you only if you sign up to the email list and you can do that by going to katherineplano.com and sign up on the homepage. This week, as always, we have another super amazing guest for you, Samantha Scully. Samantha is a seven-figure entrepreneur, sought-after international speaker, best-selling Hay House author of her book, Hungry for Happiness, and a wellness coaching expert. She founded both Hungry for Happiness, which is a movement that helps people experience true transformation and happiness through trained, certified coaches who utilize emotional and energetic coaching techniques and pause breathwork, which has a mission to unite humanity by helping people breathe, feel, and thrive. Samantha has revolutionized the weight loss and self-help industry by examining the individual and underlying causes of food, body, and self-love issues. She has shared her mission on international platform, which appeared on Global TV, NBC, CBS, BBC, Forbes, The Huffington Post, The Elephant Journal, and the list goes on. On. Samantha continues to spread her message and transform the lives of tens of thousands of people through her programs. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy.
Well, today I'm super excited. We have an amazing guest for you today. We have Samantha Skelly. Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. It's an honor to have you on the show. And we were just uh, sharing the difference. Uh, she's uh, the lovely Samantha is from San Diego. We're just sharing the the difference in our weather, and uh, it's nice and beautiful, and 28 degrees at your end of the world. Yeah, I'm originally from Canada, so I needed to escape the eight months of rain that Canada brings, although Canada's beautiful. It's so nice to live in a place where you have very mild weather all year round. Oh, beautiful. So, Samantha, we always love to start with a unique story. So what is your unique story? Tell us how you got to where you are today. So I grew up as a dancer and a child actress. So my whole life was spent on a stage or in front of the camera. And when I was 18 years old, I actually came down to your neck of the woods, down to Australia. And I wanted to just create my education through traveling rather than um, going to traditional university. And so I packed up and and flew to Australia. And during those times, I developed a really unhealthy relationship to food and, and to my body. And so I was on over 50 diets in less than four years and just had no idea how to, you know, eat like a normal person or, um, feel good about myself. I feel like my, my self-worth was constantly wrapped up in, you know, what I did, not who I was. And that was my story growing up of, I just have to work hard and then I'll get love. And so when I quit dancing, I lost the ability to actually, um, feel that. And so I began to try and seek validation and self-worth through body image and through dieting and over-exercising and things like that. And so I, I ran myself into a pretty gnarly eating disorder for four years and um, found my way out of it through, uh, I mean, I, I went through, I went to so many doctors trying to understand how to heal myself. And, um, after, you know, failed attempts at trying to change my diet in order to heal my eating disorder, I realized that it is so much deeper than just about the food. So I, I traveled to Bali and I discovered breath work and understood that I could use the power of my breath to heal my emotions. And, um, I did. And now fast forward seven years today, um, that's exactly what we do with our brands, with Hungry for Happiness and with Pause Breathwork. We help people get back into their bodies, heal their addictions, heal their relationship to food through the power of breathwork. Wow, I love that. And, you know, it's a, a very common thing you hear quite often, um, and especially women, about seeking sell, uh, validation sorry, and self-worth. Mm. So for those that are listening to this show, we do have a lot of women that listen to this show and a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and women in business. What would be that piece of advice that you'd like to give them, especially sort of like geared around the whole validation thing? Because I think that I, I see it and I hear it that we quite often compare ourselves with other people and forget our why and what we are doing or why we are, you know, doing what we're doing today. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. It's it's so easy to compare ourselves and get caught up in that trap, especially with something as obvious as social media. You know, we didn't have those channels and those vehicles years ago, so we could stay in our lane a little bit more. But it's really important to always understand the the whole essence of where are we going, what's the ideal outcome that we we really desire. You know, I think we can get so caught up in 
trying to create impact and help other people that we forget that we are a big part of that. And we have to really get clear on how do I want to feel? How do I want to wake up every single day? Do I want to serve from this place of like fulfillment and love? And am I doing the strategies in order to make sure that I'm doing that? Or am I trying to serve from this place of, you know, lack and limitation? And it's really important for us to just understand like, we don't all have to be like serving and helping and growing our missions if it's costing us our happiness, if it's costing us our fulfillment. And I think that's a big piece that a lot of people in the coaching industry specifically um, get wrapped up in. And uh, we have to realize that our why must also include us and also include like our path and our happiness and our fulfillment. Oh, I love that. That struck a bit of a chord for me. That's great because mm. it's so true. You know, it is, I know for me, I'm, um, I'm getting better, the yes woman, and it's all about serving yeah. others. But I, uh, quite a, a few, oh, you know, quite a lot, I should say, I do leave myself out of the equation. Mm. So I have to, it's when I become more conscious that I have to take my, that step back and go, okay, now, Catherine, you've just got to practice to say a little bit more no's, as uncomfortable mm. as it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when you say no, you're saying yes to yourself. You know, it's really about honoring the self and making sure that we are aligned and fueled and resourced so that we can go out into the world and be, you know, the amazing vessels of the messages that we want to share. Mm. So obviously with all the work that you do, uh, you must come across the self-worth quite a fair bit. So how would you navigate someone that is stuck in that whole self-worth? Because I see this quite often. I'll see that there's opportunities that come up and I see men jump in a chance and then they'll work it out mm. how to do it later. And women are like, mm, am I smart enough? Am I good enough? And by the time they even, you know, come to uh, uh, their senses and go, well, I might go for the role, it's too late. And it's really mm-hmm. underneath all that is the self-worth. Mm, absolutely. I think it's just about acknowledging the worthiness wound that we all have inherently within us. You know, I think we all struggle with worthiness. We all struggle with the feelings of not being good enough, not being smart enough. And I think it's not about just taking action regardless. It's really about doing both. It's about acknowledging the fact that this part of us exists within us, this part that doesn't feel good, this part that is shy and shies away from the world and doesn't want to be seen, but yet desperately wants to be seen. And and rather than ignoring that piece and just firing ahead, that'll create a lot of self-sabotage. It's, it's really about honoring that part and saying, you know, I acknowledge the fact that sometimes I don't feel good enough and I am still going to continually take actions in the direction of my dreams because I know I am so worthy of accessing those dreams and feeling those dreams. But it's not one or the other. It's definitely both. So it's almost like you've got the dichotomies. It's actually walking within the middle of those dichotomies, understanding they both exist, but still keep moving forward. Exactly. That's exactly it. Mm. So the other thing I'd love to do is maybe unpack your book a little bit, uh, Hungry Mm. for Happiness. So what Mm. would one expect uh, out of the book? What would be some of those gold nuggets you'd like to pull out of your book? Mm, well, I, so I wrote the first version of the book back in 2017 and I recently just finished the second edition, which is now with a publisher called Hay House up here in California. And, um, the biggest thing the book delivers is 
healing eating disorders, healing emotional eating, healing binge eating, not through changing our diet or sitting on our hands, but through understanding the emotional triggers and why we use food as a drug and what it is that we're trying to numb in our systems. And when we fundamentally understand that and we change the relationship we have to pain in our body and rather than saying, hey, I need to numb this with food, we say, I get to feel this so that I can heal through it. We begin to change the conversation. We begin to change everything. So the book is essentially a tool that you can read to never diet again, begin to be at peace with parts of yourself that you've previously been at war with and learn the fundamentals of breath work and how to utilize the power of the breath in order to get back into the body and really understand the difference between an emotional hunger cue and a physical hunger cue, understand uh, intuition. So many of us are just completely numbed out from our bodies. So we don't feel the good stuff or the bad stuff. We just are completely numb. So that was my story for so long. I either felt anxious or numb. There was really not much in between. And so utilizing the power of breathwork has allowed me to experience just like deeper states of fulfillment and joy and peace and all the rest of the things that we as humans so desperately crave. So the book really is about that whole concept of how can we release dieting? How can we take down the dieting industry by understanding that emotional eating is, is as it suggests, emotional and, and the world doesn't have a weight loss problem. We have a sustainability problem. We know how to lose weight, but we can't keep it off because we go on a diet and then we gain all the weight back plus more because we're not addressing the core root, the core issue. Mm. I remember somebody once said to me, the diet, diet is short lived. It's, it's got the word die mm. in it. Whereas mm-hmm. lifestyle, it's, uh, it's, you know, extended living kind of thing. So that, that was mm-hmm. a bit of a shift in mindset. I'm curious, what are some of the most common things why people use food as a drug? What are some of the things that you see? We just are so pain adverse in our culture. So you know, physical pain we want to run away from and emotional pain we absolutely run away, wants to run away from. So we have developed coping strategies as a society to not feel. So we have any single time that we are about to feel emotional pain, we're about to feel, um, you know, we're on the verge of experiencing something in our systems that, that is uncomfortable. We right away choose a vice. We right away choose a drug, whether it's food, whether it's drugs, whether it's social media to let go and to release ourselves from actually experiencing that essence of the pain. So when we can understand what our vices are and rather than use food as a drug, we can begin to use the pain as a catalyst for growth. We can begin to free ourselves. But the problem is, is we as a society are so addicted to struggling. We're so addicted to suffering. So it is so much easier to use food as a drug and stay stuck in that diet binge, diet binge cycle. It's so much easier to do that than it is to actually understand what is this pain doing for me? What is it communicating to me? Ultimately, what we need to understand is pain is a catalyst for growth. There's data, there's information, there's guidance, there's wisdom in pain. And when we can really listen to it and really feel through it, we begin to heal. We always stay at Hungry for Happiness. We need to feel in order to heal. So true. I can relate to that. I think that it's... um. One of the things that I always uh, talk about is that our emotions get trapped in our body. And if we actually don't deal with our emotions, they actually um, block our meridians and, and it creates pain. When you're talking about pain, it actually creates physical pain in our body mm. when we actually just repress our emotions and push them down and push them down. Absolutely. And physical, uh, emotional pain 
translates into physical pain, right? It's like when we have like shoulder stuff. Louise Hay is a beautiful, wrote a beautiful book um, called You Can Heal Your Life. And it talks about how your physical pain is directly related to your emotional pain. Mm, absolutely. I love that book. Mm, mm-hmm. So when you're talking about breath work, because there's different types of, of, of breathing techniques, what what's the one that you kind of practice on a daily basis? Mm, so I'm obsessed with breath work <laughs> and I've done every single breath work course on the market, holotropic, rebirthing, you name it, I've done it. And so a couple of years ago, I created my own method of breath work specifically um, to heal food addiction, specifically to heal food and body. And from there, it's sort of extended. And now we use this method with everything, but it's a form of a very intense conscious breath pattern that allows the mind to surrender so we can tap deeper into the body. Mm. So it's it's very similar to um, to a holotropic style. So when you're saying holotropic, for those that are listening right now that don't know what that is, would you mind taking us through what exactly that is? Definitely. So a holotropic style is a very intense way of breathing. I'll just do it so people can hear it. So it, it sounds a little bit like this. <gasps> So it's two breaths in, one breath out is a style of that conscious, continual breath. And so there's two types of breath work. There's breath work for relaxation, and then there's breath work for transformation. And so when we can use breath work for transformation and we can use the breath to heal our body, we then release the mind because so much of um, personal development and uh, one of the biggest problems with personal development is people are thinking about how to feel better. And so we're constantly stuck in this in this, in this addiction of like, okay, how do I feel better? How do I feel? I know I'm depressed. I know I'm anxious. I know I deal with all this stuff, but how do I actually feel better? And it's so difficult when we're thinking about it. So what the, what the, um, brain or sorry, what the breath does is the breath releases the mind. So we can begin to shift things on the emotional level, therefore, um, uncovering the intuition. So the intuition is very challenging to access when we are um, when, when we have our mind involved, I don't know if you, um, you know, can relate to this at all, but, but I know for myself, like, uh, meditation for me is a little bit challenging because I have a really, really active brain. And so when I can use breath work to surrender my mind and clear my emotions, I get back, I get down to my intuition, which is just my truth. So breath work had such a deep impact on my life and helped me cure my eating disorder. So after I started hungry for happiness, I started pause breath work, which is, um, my breath work company to help not only food, uh, food, and body stuff, but all sorts of things, anxiety, depression, uh, addiction, just overwhelm stress. We use it in a lot of corporate offices to help executives regulate their nervous system so they can make better choices. It's just a really, really friggin' powerful, powerful modality. Mm, it sure is. And I totally uh, agree with you. I think that when you're talking about the thinking, the thinking from the intuition point of view, I think when we think that's us getting in our way of intuition. So we can't tap into our heart or our gut, whatever mm. that may be, and actually feel our way through things. So I'm curious. So doing the breath work will uh, – so you're basically surrendering your mind. You're doing the breath work to tap into your intuition. So is there anything specifically that you are focusing on? So as you are breathing, are you focusing on your heart? you don't focus on anything. You've just let the body and the breath do the work. And that's the most beautiful thing. Like we don't need to direct the thoughts. We don't need to direct the mind. 
we have an intention. So for instance, I am powerful, I am abundant, I am radiant. We have an intention that sort of sandwiches the the practice together, if you will. So we start off with the intention, the affirmation, and then we end with it. But during the actual state, while we're in breath work, while we're in an altered state of consciousness, it's very challenging for us to think about anything other than, well, we can't really think about anything because the mind is is kind of a, a being surrendered, which is the whole, the whole point of it. And so it's really a, a practice of, full surrender, full trust, letting the body and breath do the work, which for a lot of people can be very, very challenging. Mm, Absolutely. And I remember doing that kind of breath work in yoga and I thought I was going to pass out. Mm -hmm. It was so intense. So the other thing I'd love to know, Samantha, is you've had an amazing uh, life, amazing adventure. Um, What would be one of your greatest lessons that you have learned thus far? Mm, oh my God, this is such a good, good, good question. I think the ability to relinquish my control and really trust the higher order and the divine unfolding. And this for me, someone who is an overachiever, over controller, controlled all the little pieces has been my greatest life's work and it continues to be. Um, when I am in full trust and surrender and I'm trusting that everything is working out perfectly the way that it's supposed to, even if it hurts and it's painful and it's heartbreaking, and I can truly trust that, I set myself free. When I'm trying to control and manipulate the world and make things go a certain way, I am constantly stuck struggling and suffering. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Mm. So the other question we love to ask our women of inspiration is about pain points. What kind of pain points do you stumble across, especially in business, because we do have a lot of entrepreneurs and uh, men and women in business. Uh, And then what's a, uh, a way for you to move forward? What's your solution? So... The biggest pain points I have experienced or continue to experience in my business is when my expectation doesn't mean reality. And I think that's a that's a big thing for not only business, but relationships. And, um, you know, I, I deal with a lot of people every single day. You know, I have a large organization, many, many employees, many thousands of clients. And so um, things never go my way <laughs> or they never go the way that my ego wants them to go, I should say. Um, and so it's... It, the biggest, the biggest pain point is like when I'm, when I'm expecting something to happen and it doesn't go that way. And it's in that moment, I just have to say, Sam, relinquish your control, surrender and relax. This is, there's a higher order. You, you can't see all the moving pieces right now. You have a limited view on the world at the moment. There's a reason why this is happening. Can you just trust it? So if I, allow myself to settle into a place of just pure trust and surrender, I access the flow of life and I'm not resistant against it. You know, we can't, the universe cannot resist a non-resistant person. So if we, if we are not resisting what is, we are accessing a just more profound and quite frankly, more enjoyable state. Hmm. So how long, if you don't mind me asking, did it take Mm. you to get to where you are today? Mm. Business-wise or personally? No, let's go, let's start with business and then personally. So I started Hungry for Happiness about seven years ago, and um, it is now the leading company for 
food and body certifications in the world, which is very exciting. Um, so that's, that journey has taken me about seven years. Pause breath work. Um, I've been working on for about a year and a half and it soon will be, um, one of the, you know, leading breath work, um, companies. My, my dream is to, my vision for the company is to make breath work more mainstream because it's not mainstream. Um, yoga 20 years ago wasn't mainstream. Now it is. And so this is my, uh, this is my intention with pause, Personally, I feel like I tripped over myself until I was about 25, 26, 27 even. And then I said, okay, Sam, it's time to stop struggling and stop being addicted to the struggle. And let's just trust the flow of life and, and you know, lean on the universe for support and and just ask for support and receive support. And, and when I began to do that, um, everything in my life completely transformed my companies triple quadrupled in a year and things just really started to work out when I wasn't trying to force them. So yeah, it's been a journey and it continues to be every single day. <laughs> How does one not, cause I know, I mean, I've gone through, I've been in business for 10 years and I know exactly there's been times I wanted to sort of throw in the towel and forget about this. I don't think this is way too hard. Uh, and I know that there's, there's times where you are too involved and you try to make, like you were saying, you, sometimes you, you're trying to make things happen. You're actually pushing them away from you. So how does one for, and I know our listeners would be very keen to hear, how does one surrender and truly let go, but, but still be in that conscious mindset of manifesting a business? Mm. You know, it's so important to, st- I, I, I wish someone told me this when I was first starting out we, when we, when we start our businesses from the place of like force and hustle and hustling for our worth and, and pushing and forcing, we are going to carry that energy through the, the entire time we do it. And one, one big thing that I always say is if the journey doesn't feel like the destination, then something's wrong. And so I always ask myself, am I really, 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 really enjoying this? Whether it's on day one of your business or day 1 million, am, am I really enjoying this? Is this fulfilling to me? Because there is such a power behind fulfillment. There's such a power behind feeling really good. And I think we so often sacrifice and we say like, we have to play the martyr. Like I got to work 20 hours a day. If this thing's going to be successful, it's like, okay. So the, yes, yes, there is an, an element of working hard. And did I put my hours in a hundred percent, but had I put those hours in from a place of um, fulfillment and excitement and expansion and not hustle force and grind and pure grit, it, I would have gotten where I am today a, a lot quicker and a lot easier. Um, so for people who are just starting out, I always meant when I'm mentoring on new entrepreneurs, I always say, start at the end. What is it that you actually want? And do your business goals completely, are, are, are they completely congruent with your personal life goals? So for instance, if you want to build this gigantic business with tons of employees, but you also want to take off three months out of the year and you want, you know, all this free time, that's not super congruent. Right. And so it's really about understanding, like, what is the result that I want in my business? And d- is that what I desire in my personal life as well? And how do these f- things fit together? I think when people are starting off in business, they have a lot of conflicting, uh, ideologies and conflicting realities, which is keeping them really stuck in the matrix. Mm. So you're saying having the end in mind and focus on that as you are uh, progressing in your business. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. So because we have this th- saying that you're lucky to survive the first 12 months in business. And so from your perspective, what do you think would be a reason or some reasons people do fail to succeed within that first 12 months? It's so it's all mindset. It's all mindset. You know, like 
I have a few mentors who have sold their companies for billion or like multi, they're billionaires and they've sold their companies for like multi, multi, multi millionaires over and over and over again. And the reoccurring thing with all of my mentors is you have to master your emotions and you have to master your mind. But as a new entrepreneur, what do they want to do? They want to do all the things. I got to build the funnel. I got to get the logo. I got to do the thing. If you, if you're not working harder on yourself than your business, you're going to tank. That's just the truth. Mm. So you're you're suggesting that maybe we outsource some of our uh, work that we don't have to do it all on our own to get to where we need to get to. Hundred percent. If you have the capital for it, and I understand that not all you don't always have that. But my biggest my biggest piece of advice for early entrepreneurs is work on your energy, work on your mindset, and work on yourself because that is what's going to take you to the end, not your marketing strategy. Because your marketing strategy changes all the time. You know, like my marketing strategy changes constantly. I have two seven figure companies and I'm constantly pivoting and changing. But what sustains me through that is my, uh, my ability to handle my emotionality. So mm. start on that first. Mm, I love that. So Samantha, if you were to go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Have more fun, play more, create more, innovate more, and don't work so hard. <laughs> mm, I can relate to those ones. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the trick is also, and I, know I hear this quite often, is that if you really love what you're doing, it feels like you never work a day in your life. And that can be dangerous because you could almost find yourself constantly working, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Absolutely. I And that's one big piece of, um, you know, I, I'm glad you said this because this is something that I had to work through yesterday or last year. I was like, well, I love everything and I love – you know, I love, like, I, I love my job and I love this and I love this and I love this. And I, um, I just found myself constantly working and I'm like, wait a second, Sam, I need to set boundaries. Even though I love what I do, I still need to step away and take a week off and take Fridays off and don't work on weekends and don't open my laptop and things like that. So yeah, it does come with like a lot of boundaries. And how's that going for you? Is that working well? It's going really well. I, uh, yeah, last week I was, I uh, rented a cabin for the week and just like hung out and literally did nothing but stare at fires and burn candles and read. And that was so beautiful. And I'm, I'm probably going to start taking a week off um, every month just to disconnect and, you know, preserve my energy. Mm, sounds amazing. Amazing. So Samantha, who's been your greatest influence? Tony Robbins. I know that's oh. cliche, but it's so true. Like my dad was a big Tony Robbins fan and I listened to tapes when I was like 12 years old in the back of the car. And, and now I'm a part of his mastermind. So I get to hang out with him often and attend his events and things like that. So he has been a incredible influence in my life and continues to be. So what would be some of those, maybe if you were to share some of those really uh, profound moments or those aha insightful moments with him, what would be those? With Tony? Yes. Ah, so good. Um, I think something that he says is like life is happening for you in perfect timing always. And, you know, I just love that so much because no matter what the challenge is, no matter what is going on, I just always fall back on that realization of like, it's all good. Like everything's cool. Like it's all working out. Like even when it looks like a hot mess express, it's still working out in those moments. And so, um, it's just been a beautiful reminder to, it's, it's always just a beautiful reminder. Um, I, Tony has allowed me to have this like ability to just, um, have no limits to my thinking and no limit to my possibility. And so I have these crazy ideas and I genuinely believe I can, you know, bring them to life. And a lot of times they do come into life. So, um, 
it's very cool to look at my vision board and see those things come into fruition, you know, year after year and uh, know that that's a function of like my ability to think and feel um, with in, in abundance and with with no lack or limitation. And I think that was a that's a huge thing that he has constantly uh, taught me and continues to teach me. So, yeah, it's been pretty rad. I love that. And with your vision board, do you, are you, how do you build it? Are you specific? For example, me, I stick to three things a a year that I focus on, just three things, and I put them up, my Mm. pictures, a couple of words, and um, that's how I do mine. How do you do your vision board? Mm. I just, so I, I, I separate it in sort of like four quad quadrants. So the top left is more like um, my personal things, like the personal things that I want, whether it's like a, uh, a personal stylist or a, a, re- a retreat that I want to go on for myself and with nothing to do with like work or anything. Um, you know, a private chef that a new car that I want, potentially this, there's a, a wakeboard boat that I have my eye on right now. And there's a little lake house in Tahoe that I want to, you know, purchase one day. And so that that's kind of that. And then, um, the top right is more like family stuff. So experiences and, and things that I want to create with my family. I have a very close family and, and, uh, a very amazing relationship. So things that I want to cultivate in my relationship and things that I want to do with Eric. And then the bottom right is more like career and stuff. So things that I want to, you know, do and create with my career. Um, I had it on there an app. And so we're building a breathwork app right now to help people harness, you know, their breath to heal their anxiety. So that's, that's really exciting. And then, um, the bottom left is all like give back philanthropy type stuff. So like, what is it that I want to do to give back and, and, uh, support the world? Oh, that's gorgeous. So uh, in your way of giving back to the community, if you don't mind me asking, what, what are some of the things that you do? So, um, the two initiatives that I really, really, really am backing at the moment is, helping, um, young girls who in Mexico who were sex trafficked. So I, I go down there and we teach them breath work to help them get back into their bodies. And then we also take breath work to prisons and help the gentlemen in the prisons who are in there for life. So they have a way of utilizing breath work to heal their bodies and to connect back into their hearts. Oh my God, that is absolutely amazing. Very, <laughs> very inspirational. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing mm. that with us. So the other thing right. as we start wrapping up the show, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you? Mm, hilarious. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I just love, I love comedy. I love comedy. If I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I'd be a comedian because I'm just obsessed with comedy. So um, I love to add uh, fun and play and humor into basically everything that I do. Wow. And you never know what the future holds. You might do that as one of the fun things to do. That's awesome. And the other thing that we do, we love to ask our woman of inspiration to is to pick three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? Mm, so I would say the, the one of the most important things of all time is getting to know your inner child <laughs> because we all have a inner child that needs our support and needs our love. 
Um, when you're feeling stuck, just focus on the hearts of other people and you'll ignite your own. That's a huge one. Um, oftentimes when we're feeling stuck, we're just stuck in our own shit. (laughs) And the third thing is play, prioritize play and pleasure because those two things for women are so important and help us really thrive in all the other areas of our life. So with the inner child, how does one connect with their inner child? Ooh, that is like a whole, that's a whole podcast. Oh, okay. Um, I, so whenever you're feeling triggered, whenever you're feeling like, oh God, I hate that person or this is happening. Just ask yourself, ask you like, like visualize and imagine your inner child and ask yourself, what do you most need right now? Like really just ask yourself. And like for my inner child, she's always like, I need space. I need time. Slow down. Love me. Let's watch a movie. <laughs> so just like really talk to yourself and really ask yourself and, and let your body answer, not your mind. Like so often we're just like, go, 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 um, that we forget to stop and listen and feel and acknowledge and honor what we actually need. So asking that question, just how can I love you more and what do you most need right now are two beautiful questions to begin that relationship. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So mm-hmm. Samantha, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? The best place would be if you want to try breath work, go to hungryforhappiness.com slash pause audio and try the breath work then hit me up on Instagram at Samantha Skelly and let me know how it goes. Thank you so, so very much for coming on the show. Mm. It's been an absolute honor. I really appreciate your time and energy and sharing your wealth of wisdom with us. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift. Where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.